I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everybody and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week I'm joined by none other than the gorgeous Belle Hassan. Welcome Belle, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Not too bad, thanks lass. I've had a bit of a stressful morning so I'm sweating my tits off. I'm actually so shiny. <laughs> I'm just staring at myself thinking like, thank God this is a fucking podcast. Um, <laughs> you look absolutely gorgeous as always. Thank you, thank yeah. you. How has life been for you recently, mate? Because I know we've tried to do this podcast a couple of times now and last time there was internet issues and stuff. You've made a big move, haven't you? Yeah, so I've moved from London to Scotland. It's been wild, to say the least. I basically put my whole life in the back of the car. Me and Luke drove up, dogs on his lap. It was just, it was, it's been a lot, but it's fun. It's all fun. Yeah, so hang on. So Luke is Scottish. Yeah, Luke is Scottish. He's the new boyfriend. Um, so yeah, that's it really. <laughs> and that is it. And we'll be talking no more about Scottish men. Yeah, no, no, I'm a Scottish men are important in this podcast. Just Luke. That's it. <laughs> Bless you, babe. But obviously, I mean, I'm I can't I can't go any further without saying you've quite clearly got a bit of a type bell. You know, we could say type or we could say accent type because yeah. they definitely don't look anything alike. I can say it. One's six foot five, one's five foot nine, you know, one's tanned, one's pale, one's got dark hair, <laughs> one's got blonde hair. So really the similarities are not there. Just and the voice. It ends with the accent. That is literally it. Okay. Um, <laughs> mate, that's really exciting though. I obviously, I live in Essex predominantly, you know, like which is closer to where Urkan's from. Um, and I love it. I've built such a nice life for myself there. Great for work, nice friends and everything. Um, but I do get homesick. I know this move is relatively new for you, but how are you feeling? Are you excited? Like new life, new fella, so exciting. But is there any sort of, because you're probably close to your family, aren't you? Yeah, so obviously it's not easy not being with my family. I think that's probably been the hardest part. And I don't really have any friends here yet. So, you know, there's been like a few people reach out, like a few influencers and stuff that I know here. So that's really nice. But I just feel like Scottish people are so much nicer than in London. So everyone's like, we'll go out, we'll do this. So I get on really well with Luke's mum as well. So that's been an absolute godsend for me. She's lovely. So I do my little lunches. I get my girl time with her. But other than that, I feel like I'm just happy to be out of London. 
Yeah. No, and do you know what? Honestly, like Erkan always says, because he's like Southeast London born and raised, he always says like the clo- further up north you get, the happier and kind, like sort of nicer, friendlier people are. Um, and Scotland's pretty much about as north as you can get before you fall off, girls. So <laughs> based on Erky the Turkey's logic, I think you're going to be okay. Have you done anything really Scottish yet? Have you had a battered Mars bar? Have you tried haggis? Have you had a year? I love haggis. Yeah, I love no. it. No, no, I genuinely love it. And there's this other thing, right, that comes on a Scottish breakfast. It's called a tatty scone. Yeah. I don't understand it. I just don't get it. I just don't. And Luke was like, how can you not? What don't you get? And I was like, well, is it potato or is it bread? Because I can't understand. It doesn't yeah. feel like a potato. But other than that, we're, we're moving towards the Scottish things. Yeah. I've, got, I've still got a matter Mattered bars mar. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> a battered Mars bar to, to test out. That's yeah. that's gotta come. Well, you're in luck because it's actually coming up to Easter now. We're definitely on the the descent of that. And we'll do a battered cream egg. So you can try a seasonal delicacy. I know it's it's wild, mate. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. that'll be on the list. Yeah, it filled that down all this stuff to Newcastle really fast because obviously we're just on the border, aren't we? So I've tried all these things and I can 110% say <laughs> they're brilliant. Oh, okay. All right, I'll take your word for it then. I'll be finding finding them out now. Yeah, Vicky Patterson approved. Oh, mate. Well, I'm really pleased by you. It sounds as though you're finding your feet and the relationship's going really well. Yeah, relationship's really well. To be honest, I've never really understood the saying when you know, you know, until I met Luke. And it's like not even been really long and I feel like I've known him forever. So moving here, when he first said it, I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll just go. And everyone's like, have you lost your mind? Have you lost your fucking head? And I was like, nah, I've not. I'm just going. Why not? I'm committing. I feel like you, there's, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound. Like I've always been like head first, think later type of girl. Um, Hasn't always says in very good stead <laughs> in the past I have definitely made some mistakes well but um I don't know when I think when it comes to like relationships and love and stuff you're so right when you know you know but also like if you don't take the chance you never really will know so yeah, yeah I think go for it mate and you know what's the worst that can happen babes well I just have to have an eight hour drive back to London with my dogs in the car so but we're not thinking. We're not thinking that. We're thinking fairy tale endings, battered Mars bars, um, marriage, uh, kilts. marriage. Yeah, kilts. <laughs> we're thinking kilts. Have you seen a bit of kilt yet? No, and I'm really pissed off about it. Mm. I said to him, "I'm coming all this way with yeah. a Scottish man, and you've not even got a kilt." And he was like, "Yeah, we'll save it to the wedding day." I was like. Oh, well, let's make that soon. Yeah, let's make that right now. I love my cousin married a Scottish fella. She's from obviously round near me, and um, him and all these mates and like his family did the old uh, kilts with nothing underneath for the wedding, and they've got she's got a photo of his dad like bent over with his kilt on, with just like all of his arse and balls out. So you've yeah. also you've got that to look forward to, if I'm honest. Like seeing yeah. seeing your father-in-law's balls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's an image I don't want in my head. Sorry, but yeah, babe. Let's just I, hope it's not windy. I don't make the rules, Belle. I don't make them. Yeah. I'm just letting you know what you've got to look forward to. But no, mate, I honestly am really buzzing for you because I feel like your road to your happily ever after has been somewhat, you know, tempestuous and stuff. And I don't know. I obviously don't want to make this whole podcast about somebody else because you're brilliant in your own right. But we have to address the fact that 
Love Island All Stars is on and Anton is in there. Do you know what, mate? I never felt any type of way about Anton when I saw him in the first se- like in his, his series with you. I felt like I took notice of him because he was partnered up with you. Um, but then, oh, I love that. You no, know, I did, definitely. That was a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> no, I did. I'm always more of a girl's girl, anyway. But then this time, I think he's really matured and coming to his own. Yeah. Do you know what? Obviously, I've not really been keeping up with watching it because, to be honest, I can't because it's not on the telly for some reason. I can't get yeah. it up. But I've been following it through like the socials and everything, and he does seem like he's really coming to himself and matured a little bit. I actually see him last year about May when I was in Marbella. And I said to him, I was like, it's really nice to see you like you've grown up. Obviously, at the time he had a girlfriend. Um, and I was like, it's so nice to actually see you like happy and you've like really matured. And it's like, we're not on bad terms. So it's actually really nice. I'm really happy for him. Obviously, they didn't work out, but he's on his journey to kind of finding that again. It's nice that there's no hard feelings, mate. Like, I think that shows maturity from you as well, you know, but you're in a great place, lovely fella, like, you know, happy with you. So I think that really helps as well. But um, you said you haven't been watching it. I have watched bits of it, to be fair. And I know you're in a happy relationship, mate, but if you weren't, would you have gone back? Do you know what? No, I I wouldn't have. Because I think when we left the villa last time, he went through... He was so lovely, so sweet, and as much of a good person he is, and he genuinely is a lovely guy, we just didn't work. Mm. And I think because, I don't know, I just don't think I'd trust him again. Like, I just couldn't Mm. trust him. I think there were things that I found out, like personality-type things, that I was a bit like, hmm. You know, it just doesn't sit right in you. So I don't personally think I could have gone back. But, you know, I just think as well, like, everything on the series just looks really awkward. Like, they kind of just all look a bit awkward. Like, we've all met before. Should we just give it a go? Like, do we, don't we? It It is a really different dynamic. Like, you're used to watching it and people are, like, wild, throwing themselves into everything because it's their chance to make something of themselves. The first time on the telly, like, they don't know what to expect. Everything's really exciting. And, like, that dynamic is really fun to watch, I think, you know, yeah. for most people. But, like, I've watched a couple bits and I'm like, guys, you know that there's people watching you. This isn't your first rodeo. You've been there, done that, and you're all still moving a bit mad. Like I'm yeah. really, sh- I'm really shocked at how like how much they're just like lowering <coughs> their inhibitions and going for it. Because I know, like obviously, when I was on the telly when I was younger, like I was fucking mental, and but I didn't, you know, like I was sort of learning as I was going. And like yeah. if I was to go back and do it again, I would do it so differently. But it's wild to me to see them just like still kissing who they want and acting like nobody can yeah. thinks they're saying. And I'm like, ah, please stop. We're all watching. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Some of the clips I've seen, I'm like, oh God, no. Like I think sometimes when you're in that house, I don't know what it was like for you, but I felt like when I was in that house, it's almost like I forgot I had parents. I forgot I had friends. I was like, I forgot the lyrics to like my favorite songs. And I'm I was just like- just a wild, crazy orphan in Spain. <laughs> Yeah, that was literally, that was it. I remember they put us in one of the cars and um, it was taking us to a date. And I was thinking, I've got no phone. I've got no one with me. I could die. And who's in a night? Like, what's it going to happen? I could literally be kidnapped right now. Like, anyone would want to kidnap me. What a narcissist. But, you know, like, I could be kidnapped right now and that's it. I'm gone. And who's in an iPad? Like, you've got no phone. You've got no concept of even where you are. Yeah. Like, I'm just driving through these roads thinking, 
I don't even know if I'm in Ibiza, Marbella. I don't have a clue where I am. I have no clue. But then I do think, and like based on that very brief like sort of explanation she gives there, like it is kind of all designed. Like the did did they have clocks in the villa? No. no, you see, we were always we were never allowed clocks, and like that's been a a constant for me in all the stuff I've done. So they didn't have anything like that in the jungle. Like obviously, where would you put a fucking clock in in the jungle? But still, like there's no <laughs> yeah, clocks. Like I've heard it's really important they don't do that in Big Brother. Like I think when you're making reality TV, like they do suspend your ideas of reality, and part of keeping like you know happy and sane and like knowing what's going on is knowing what time of the day it is you know knowing like oh it's yeah. eight I'm normally up by this time or whatever so I think it's like sort of all part of it mate you know removal from your phone your friends and your family and I reckon it is really odd and alienating that's how I've always found it I've always found it difficult but I suppose in the end it forces you to like interact and if you don't go a bit mad it makes you relax and just enjoy the experience yeah I do there's obviously good sides to it and bad sides of to course. it but yeah I think when like we did a scene, that scene where like I'm um, having the argument with him and shouting in his face and like you know all of that, they we was up to I think I caught a glimpse of like one of the producers' phones and when we got back it was like six a.m. or something stupid. No. Like that. So I was like, if we had a clock, you'd probably everyone would be like dying of sleep, but because we didn't know, you just get on with it. So I think that kind of helps for them filming as well. Oh my god, yeah. But honestly, mate, like I'm not myself when I'm sleep deprived, Belle. If you catch me after about like I'd say even like one o'clock at the weekend, like I'm no good to anybody. So I would have just been awful at those times. Like I wouldn't have been nice to be around. Yeah, to be honest, that's probably why I was so aggy, but you were crying, you know, mate. You were tired. You're allowed to be. I was, yeah, I was probably quite tired, yeah. But I don't regret that. I feel like I said what I needed to say and I would have said that tired, sleep-deprived or not, you know? Absolutely not. Like, I don't think you should. I feel like it was iconic, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> but, like, you are speaking to somebody who's, you know, had a fair share of rouse on the telly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like if anyone can understand me, it's you. Exactly, babe, honestly. And you know, I do understand. It's like, I know I didn't do Love Island or anything, but I've been in enough of these situations, like X on the Beach, Jordan yeah. Shaw, whatever it is, to understand that emotions are running high, you're out of your comfort zone. And I do feel like, you know, I see people in the comments on, on Instagram and stuff, and it drives me mad. They're like, why are they going on like this? They've known each other four days. And I think, hang on, it absolutely doesn't feel like four days when you're in there. Like, no. it feels, everything's heightened and emotions are, I suppose, like, every, it, it's just a catalyst, isn't it? Like a pressure cooker, that space. And you feel yeah. stuff quicker than you would if you were outside. Yeah, like the little things really bother you. I can definitely say that. Oh, yeah, God, absolutely. I'll always remember Megan McKenna in um, a series of X on the Beach I did, absolutely losing her mind because someone ate her cheese. Now, she is a celiac, and that is fair. There's a lot of things she couldn't eat. But yeah. I, just, I just remember, like, I was probably a couple of years older than I'd been doing things a bit longer, and I just remember looking at her thinking, fucking hell, somebody get this cunt some dairy lay. Yeah, oh, bless her. Yeah. yeah, and it is these tiny things that in the outside world you'd be like, oh yeah, of course I have some meat cheese, or you know, oh yeah, I can see where you would have done that on top. Whatever it is, you just feels like the end of the world when you're in there. So I totally get it. Yeah, no, definitely, it does feel like the end of the world. We had India in our series, and she was a vegan, so they had like bits of fruit and stuff in there, and like vegetables for her in the fridge to like snack on and whatever. 
And any time someone touched it, she was like, what are you doing? No, genuinely, like, what are you doing? I literally can't eat anything in this fridge but that. Can you please just go away? So, yeah, it is. And I found myself as well. Like, I remember we had these little mics on and I was like, can anyone get me some gummy bears before I faint? And they was like, one of the runners come on. And um, I whispered it so quietly as well. And she'd come on and she was like, right, I've put them in the cupboard, like, just so no one knows where they are. Soon as that packet crinkled, everyone just ran over. I was like, no, not the gummy bears. I was like, no, I've waited so long for a gummy bear. Please just let me have them. Go away. It's like when you're at school, mate, and you know, and someone opens the chewing gums, the packet yeah. of extra, and before, yeah. you know, like you've everybody's chinned it, you've got none left. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I think, like, as a viewer, and, like, certainly people listening to this podcast, will be things about Love Island that you just assume, but you don't. Because you're staying in this, like, super luxury villa. You're all gorgeous. It looks insane on the telly. Like, you would think you've had absolutely everything you could possibly want available and at your beck and call. But what, right, so what did you struggle with the most in there? Was it not just being able to, like, go to the shop and get your gummy bears? Did you miss that sense of autonomy? Yeah, I did. I struggled with the gummy bears. I'm not going to lie. I am um, Harry Potter. Just, just the gummy bears. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember they had crisps in the cupboard and they were like the worst crisps you've ever had in your life. Zero flavor yeah. ever. That so was all Spanish crisps, like they absolutely slap or they just totally get it wrong. There's they no just don't. They either yeah. slap or they don't. Yeah. yeah. And then we had like, we didn't really, I'm like a proper snacker. So when you go to the fridge, you don't really, you've got ham and cheese and bread and that's about it and butter. And I was like, right, right. It's not going to fly. This is not, not going to do it for me. And like, you don't have fizzy drinks all the time. Like they bring them in sometimes. So you don't really have like fizzy drinks or juice and that sort of stuff. So right. you're just drinking water. Sometimes that, I don't know if you call it squash or diluting juice, but I call it squash. Yeah, I call it squash. <laughs> I can call it diluting. Yeah. Does he? Yeah. Got some diluted. Yeah. Oh, bless it. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> but yeah, so we only had that and then that was it, really. Mad. Absolutely on rations. is one thing. Get all the money out of <laughs> here, I'm making. Um, 
Okay, so that's obviously really shocked me. And as well, I'm obviously Erkan's Turkish Cypriot and you are as well, aren't you, Val? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he is such a good scrana mate and such a big eater. And it's so much like a part of his culture. Like whenever anybody comes to our house, he's like, do you want anything? Like cup of tea, like cup of chai, like whatever, straight away he's offering everybody everything. And I feel like the thought of like not being able to just like get what he wanted, whatever, and eat all the time would drive him mental. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a big thing for me. Food is like, if I can't get the food that I want, I'm like, I'm not a happy bunny, put it that way. So, yeah, it's definitely a big part of the culture as well. Like when we go to family, we're like, oh, do you want this? Do you want that? So it was nice. Like Even when they were making like the cheese toasties of a night, it's nice that we're all coming together and eating. I feel like food's such a big part of like community. It brings us all together. You could have the biggest okay. row. Cheese toastie, anyone? Yeah, go on then. I'll have one. You know, it, it does feel like the 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 show is the episodes, the shows, the days, whatever you want to call it. They're bookended by the cheese toasties at night, where everyone sort of like you know you make amends or you, you hash things yeah. out, and the coffee in the morning, where it's like, do you want a cup of coffee? And you sort of put everything to bed. You know, I do think that yeah. is a, you're right. It's a nice way of looking at it. Um, Obviously, we've said the things that you found a bit annoying, but like you, did you love your experience overall? Yeah, I loved it. And I think for me, I learned so much about myself. I was only 21 when I went in. That's really young, was, that bell. Yeah. And I was like, for me, I'd never even got on like a train by myself or like a plane by myself. So that whole experience of going there, being by myself, not having like any problem, I'd be straight and find, Mom, what do I do? Or yeah. Dad, what can I do about this? Or ring my brother and be like, what? What all my friends, I'd always be looking for outside advice for things. I'd never really think about things myself. And in that situation, it really made me learn about myself and kind of forced me to deal with things myself. Yeah, it so forced you to be a bit it. more self-sufficient, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just, I think I put a lot more like trust in myself after that, that I can actually make decisions, make the right ones, and I'll be fine. I don't need anyone else to figure it out for me. That's a really nice lesson to have learned from it, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and do you still keep in touch with anybody from the series? Because there were some lovely people in yours, wasn't there? Yeah, I mean, who, so I still speak to Anna every now and then. And Joe is like my best friend. He is like, I just love him. He's like my big brother. So, yeah, I still speak to Joe probably like every day, every other day about Honestly, all his dramas in his life. I was just going to say, Joe moves mad. Like, I love him. He's such a nice guy. When I was in lock, when it was lockdown, I started this like isolation care package project. We're talking about Joe Garrett, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, like, I it basically will put together like these packages for older people filled with like bread and milk and stuff because the supermarkets were just empty. And yeah. um, Joe reached out and he was like, I want to come and help. And he, came, he he was so sweet. Like, Erkan absolutely adored him. And he came and helped. And, like, he um, just had the most beautiful energy. Like, really, like an energizer bunny. Like, flat out, mate, yeah. million miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's really endearing. He's sort of like your, it's sort of like your annoying younger brother, isn't he? Like, he just goes, like, a million miles an hour. And I just felt like, obviously, I follow him and stuff. And every time I see him, he's in, like, a different country with a different bird. And I'm like, you give me anxiety. Yeah, honestly, it's listening like, to his life is like, it's like some of the stories he tells me, I'm like, right, Joe, listen, you need to relax. You need to just stop. You need to just lock yourself in your bedroom for like six months. You just needed like a vagina detox, I feel. A hundred percent. 
A hundred percent. I say to him all the time, I'm like, right, you need to just cleanse the soul. Cleanse the bits, cleanse the soul. Just stay away from everyone. But you know, it's so nice and it never comes from a place of like, oh, he's some sort of top shragger. Like I always get the impression it comes no. from being like a nice boy who's having fun and wants to be in love. Like I actually have no nothing yeah. bad to say about him. Um, that's really nice. I think it's a, interesting about when you went into Love Island, it was the same age as when I started doing Geordie Shaw. And I look back now and I have really conflicted feelings about this. Like I've spoke about it quite openly. Like it was a small part of your life, you know, that changed it. And I feel like it's definitely changed it for the better based on the things you've been saying. And I can't argue that Geordie Shaw changed my life for the better, but I was there for about five years and it took over my whole life, like two, three series a year. And it was monotonous. It was, it was intense and, you know, you're expected to perform all the time and drink all the time. And, oh, it was, it just really, it really it got to me in the end. It wore me down. And I, I look back and I think, you know, I don't know if at 21 I was actually ready for everything that came with the, yeah. the, being on a big reality TV show. Like I wasn't emotionally mature enough to deal with it, certainly. Like I just don't know if I had the skill set that probably I needed was required to, to to navigate the space I was in. And I wondered how you felt if you you know, would think, oh, if I could do it again, I'd love to be a little bit older, have this head on my shoulders. Or whether you are at the right age and you just had loads of fun. Do you know what? I feel like maybe like yourself, I'm a bit conflicted in it because at some points I'm like, you know what? If I'd have known everything I know now, would it have been a different experience for me? Would it have happened the same way? But, you know, I actually had this conversation with Luke a couple of days ago and I was like, I was literally 21. And when I look back to that, like I didn't know anything about anything and I thought I knew everything. Oh, you and always I do, genuinely... mate. At 21, yeah. you think you've got it all figured out, but that's part of it. It's that youthful arrogance, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and I think, like, you know, I think if I'd have gone in, having been a bit older, I probably would have had more business opportunities and probably not been out drinking and partying and that kind of thing. Because I think I just enjoyed it. Like, I really just enjoyed that moment of the events and being involved in, like, a new world of people and... I really like proper when full in, I was like right into it. So I think, yeah, for you, obviously differently, you did like the five years. So I could imagine that was like fucking a lot, like really a lot. Bit of a head fuck in the end, mate. Yeah. I lost, I lost like, I lost like where myself, what, like, you know, I lost where Vicky Patterson actually began and where like Vicky from Geordie Shaw started. You know, yeah. and it started to become this weird, like, caricature and mix of the two. And I was like, my mum said when I would go into the series, like, before I would go into a series, she'd say she'd lose me about two weeks before I'd go in. And she'd say us starting to, like, get into a different headspace and be a different person. Yeah. And she was horrible for her to watch. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think I was definitely a bit young but you're right mate you know like if I was to go and do it now I'd be so boring like I'd be like <laughs> yeah. I'd, like you know if a producer came up and went she's been saying this go and say x y and z I'd be like absolutely not I'm not bothered she can have her yeah. opinion like I'd be so unconfrontational whereas back then I was like what you fucking said like give me yeah. <laughs> hold me beer like do you know what I mean like and I, I yeah. sort of think I potentially wouldn't have had a, as long a career as I had if I'd done it slightly old, when I was slightly older because I would have been really yeah. boring, Belle. They probably would have had us on for five minutes and then been like, fucking get her off. She's rubbish telly. Yeah. Go and give the nana I mean, a green tea. Fair, yeah. 
to be fair, there was a lot of times with the producers, they were like, you do realise like this isn't just a free holiday. And I was like, well, I'm just here for the free holiday because there'd be times and they'd be like, oh, what's your opinion on this? And I'd be like, I don't have one. It's not my situation. They were like, Belle, you are on a show. You need to like give us something. Or we had an episode where um, Anton was quite ill and he went to the hospital for like just a check over. And they were like, right, can you just can you just tell us like how much you miss him? I was like, he's been gone about 20 minutes. I'm actually quite <laughs> happy to have a break, to be honest. So, you know, it was a lot of that. And I was like, because I think with me, like I kept very real to myself. Like, as you probably know, producers are like, oh, go and kick off or go and say this. Or not in so many words, but they're very like. There's definitely the suggestion yeah, of things, yeah, isn't there? We all, course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you know, for me, I was always like, nah, I'm not really annoyed about that, so I'm just going to chill out. And uh, So when I did kick off, I think he genuinely shit himself because he no, was like... No, but you would, Belle. Like, even fuck. when I... I'm a fucking spicy person, at least I used to be. I'm far too <laughs> old and lazy now, but when I was younger, I was <laughs> And when I watched that, I was like, oh, God, I'd be scared of Belle. <laughs> like, it was intimidating. And I think Anton under all of it is just a big softy mate, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. And you had, you'd been a really cool customer un- up until then, so it was like, fucking yeah. hell. Yeah, yeah, no, I had to, I think there was a few things that led up to that, and I was like, look, I've had your back, you've asked me not to kick off, like, I've got you, we're a team, I've always got your back. And when he did that, I was like, nah. No, no, no. I was like, now you're having it. I was like, you are having it. I mean, there was a bit of the argument, actually. I don't know if I've ever spoken about this, but there was a bit of the argument that you guys didn't see because there was a producer in the room. As soon as I see that producer, I ran in the bedroom. As soon as I see the producer, I was like, that is it. He is getting everything I've got because they can't air any of it. So I just went absolutely fucking mental. And I was like, I remember looking at him and he was like, so just didn't know what to do. And the producer was like, no, 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 we can't film this. No, 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 no. And I was like, yeah, you best get out of the room because yeah. I'm not going to stop anytime soon. So yeah, it's like when you, it. do you know all those memes on the internet when it's like when you finally like take your mask off in a relationship oh, yeah. where you've been being like such a nice girl. Yeah, yeah, I'll watch football. And no, I love to cook for you and all that stuff. And then the minute the mask comes off and he shits himself. I think Anton, yeah. I think every fella can relate to that. Like, God, when I first started like Sean Urkan, the absolute real me, he was completely <laughs> terrified, bless him. I know. I know, I can imagine. But you know what? It's always best to just be real. Exactly. I'm never going to be fake about it. I needed to get my point across. He won't listen. And as I said then, and I'll say now, I am what I am and I'll stand by it. So that's it. That is it. And I I can't do anything else. I can't be anything else. And I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry about it. I'm not fucking sorry now. I'm not sorry. I'm not at all. I would do exactly the same thing again, given the opportunity. And if I'd have gone back in All Stars, I probably would have done it again. I'm not going to lie. So he would have done something or other to piss me off and he would have got it again. Yeah. Fuck it. (laughs) Fuck it. (laughs) Oh, Belle, I'm absolutely buckled. Thank you so much for chatting to us in part one. I can't wait to talk to you in part two. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.